This one is all about robot voices and podcasting. Really? Yeah, you might be surprised. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. All right, all right. We're talking today with a guest that I've invited to be on the show. Actually, he reached out to me. His name is Jim Kukrell. And if you don't know of Jim, you really need to know of Jim. Jim is one of those resourceful entrepreneurs who has kind of hovered mostly around the self-publishing space. And you'll see in today's conversation how that self-publishing thing is kind of connected to what he's doing now but in the area of podcasting. Jim is, like I said, a very resourceful guy. He sees trends. He sees things that could be used to create great content. And today's episode is an example of how he's done exactly that. Jim and I have a pretty fun conversation about his newest venture called book to pod book to pod. And it doesn't have to be a book as you'll hear as we go on through this episode. So that's enough. Let's get into the conversation. Jim Kukrell, it has been a long time. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, Jim reached out to me through the guest sign-up form that I have on my podcast website, and I was so glad to see his name there because Jim is a guy who's been doing podcasting for a while and self-publishing and a lot of other things. So Jim, we've already kind of read your bio. Where are you up to now? Why would you want to be on a show about podcasting? Well, you know, actually, I do two or three podcasts now. I have the Sell More Book Show that I do with my friend Brian Cohen, and it's a weekly news show about self-publishing, and we've done it for over three years and 205 episodes, so it's the longest-running podcast I've ever done. And then I do two other podcasts, author marketing podcast and an author tales podcast. And but I've done I've been doing this for a long time. The the podcasting stuff is just really something that I think is cool, and obviously, so do you and your audience. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And you've come up with a new sort of approach to creating a podcast that was very intriguing to me when I first heard about it, because I'm an author. I have quite a few different books, both fiction and nonfiction, and you really got my creative juices going. So tell us what is book to pod? Right. So, you know, for people who have written a book, you know, one of the best things you can do with your book is transform it into other forms of content. You know, you could turn it into videos. You know, you could break out each chapter and turn it into videos and put them on YouTube. You could turn them into s smaller chapters and, and turn them into audio files on your own and read them. And, or you could turn them into a podcast. Now, the problem is, is that creating a podcast, as most people realize, is a lot of work. 
So what Book to Pod does is essentially we use the power of computer-generated voices. And we take your book and we turn it into a multi-episode podcast that we upload for you and publish on iTunes and all of the wonderful places using the power of robots to read your book. So you're going to say, well, why in the heck would you do that? Right. Well, let me give you an example. So we did a book for an author called Casey Lane. She wrote a book called Cinderella Dreams of Fire. And that book was, I forget how many words the book was, but it was, I think, around 40,000 words. We turned that book into a 40-episode podcast, and that's over five hours and 13 minutes of, of audio content. And we were able to do that in a matter of minutes as opposed to somebody reading their book <laughs> or hiring a narrator. Yeah, that totally makes sense to me. Now, how does the pricing compare between what someone would normally pay a narrator versus book to pod? Well, I can tell you right now that there are places online right now that charge 30, like for example, there's a site that charges for a conversion of articles. So if you wrote a, a blog article or a post and they would charge you $30 to convert an 800 word article. Okay. Wow. That's 30. And so, but what you're getting is they're getting a narrator and they're going to read your article and, and all that stuff and then give you the audio file edited and all that after. So in terms of a, a narration of a book, uh, if you've ever done Audible or the ACX uh, exchange for that, it's kind of tough because they have two ways that you can, you can do it. You can either um, pay them a large sum up front to produce your book. So you may have to spend two to three to $5,000 based upon the narrator you choose and how long your book is. Or you can audition with one of them and they can then take percentage of your royalties, like 50% of your royalties for like the next seven years of your book. Now I want to be very clear here. We're not producing audiobooks because audible does not allow anything but human narrated uh, audio files to their network. We're producing podcasts and you know, iTunes and the other places don't have a problem with it. Hmm. Hmm. So you wouldn't be able to submit these to the audible sort of a catalog, you would have to just... Not yet. The the technology, I mean, we'll play some samples if you want, but you can hear that it's a robot, right? It's it's not perfect yet. It's it's only a matter of time before these really become uh, something that you're, you're hardly going to be able to tell that it's a computerized voice talking. I was playing around with a tool the other day that is in development that basically it recorded 30... It recorded me reading 30 samples of my voice, and then after, I was able to put in text and have it read back in my voice, and it was pretty close. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and this is the future we're all living in. <laughs> so it's sampling in your voice and the, the patterns that make up the sound waves of your voice and then reproducing those for the text that you put in. Right, and that's not what we're doing. I was just talking about another tool. It's kind of... Yeah. But but I'm just trying to give you an example of like really where we're at. And I think what's interesting to your audience is, you know, where is the future going with all of this stuff? I mean, audio is just exploding, as everybody knows here. And podcasts yeah. are exploding and audiobooks are exploding and echo devices and Google Home and audio is just absolutely exploding. You know, the retention rate of learning is three times than that of reading. Right. So people are really loving their audio and the tech's getting better. The costs are getting cheaper and it's a whole new world out there. Yeah, it's totally is. Now, let me ask you a question. I know that somebody 
uh, was listening and their ears perked up when you said robots reading their book. <laughs> They're thinking of, you know, uh, the robot from Lost in Space or something, you know, warning, Will Robinson, you know. Tell us what this is all about. I mean, you you mentioned you have some samples, which we'll hear in a moment, but what do you mean when you say robots? Well, why don't I just play you a sample? So yeah, yeah. Now on Book the Pod, we've got four uh, robot voices that we've picked. Now, we use a system called Amazon Polly, which is their text-to-speech learning development platform that Amazon has built to produce these voices. And they have like 30-something voices in their network. We've identified four of them that we think are the best ones, two uh, American accents and then two British ones. So I'm going to play what we call Harry, the American male sample. So here we go. Hello, my name is Harry, and I'm hoping you will choose me to be your computerized voice narrator when creating your brand new book to pod. Jessica will try to tell you that she's the best voice to pick, but we both know that I'm the voice that will make your new listeners happy. I think she still holds some resentment from a past relationship we had back in the day. So whatever she says to you, take it with a grain of salt. Okay, so <laughs> just so everyone's clear, like we typed that in, we wrote that, and then sent it to Polly, and then Polly sends you back that audio file. Wow. You know, you can't you can hear or tell that it's digitized, but not as bad as I was expecting. Now let me play uh here, let me play the same voice reading a little bit of different script, but this is Nigel, and this is with the British accent. American robot voices have too much drama. If you're tired of listening to Harry and Jessica argue, then you'll want to make sure you choose me to be the voice of your new book to pod. I'm Nigel, and don't you agree that my English accent sounds so calming and professional? I believe your new listeners will agree, so please consider choosing me. If you do, the next pint at the pub is on me. So, you know, just another example. So, like I said, it, what we have found is that once you start listening, you kind of lose you lose the fact that it's a robot voice, and you just start getting it. Yeah, yeah. But there's still we're still early. This is brand new. So, I mean, that's I think what's interesting for people on your show is like, wh- what is the future of all this stuff? I mean, when does this technology become to the point where you can't tell the difference. And I think that's coming really quickly. Yeah, I do too. I think it's going to be a a point in time in the very near future with the way that technology kind of doubles itself every couple of years that you're exactly right. These robot voices are going to be indistinguishable in some ways from human voices, except for maybe the interactive part. Now, let me ask you this, Jim. I think a lot of people would probably be thinking exactly this. Why in the world would I want to do this? What, I mean, what's the benefit of putting out my book chapter by chapter as episodes in a podcast? Well, it's content marketing, right? We all understand that concept. The more places you have your content, the better chance you're going to have at building an audience and building, you know, if you're nonfiction, generating leads to your consulting business, your agency, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do. Podcasting, as we all know, is exploding. I mean, the people who are listening to the podcast, it's in the millions and it's growing and growing and growing. On my site, I have a thing called The Power of Podcasting for Authors. And according to Apple, over 10 billion podcast episodes were consumed on its devices in 2016, right? 68 million Americans tune into podcasts. That's one in four of every person in America monthly. Yeah. Uh, And that's just iOS devices. Yeah. Just iOS, right? And that's just US. Yeah. 
you know, 52% of people listen while driving and then the rest are working out, traveling and commuting. And we already talked about the retention rate of auditory learning is two times higher than reading. So we have this huge podcast explosion happening. And so let's say you've written a book on webinars or you've written a book on how to build Ikea furniture. I don't care what it is. Or you've written a fiction book. Getting your content put into the podcasting medium is really smart because you're already going to get injected into all these people who are listening to all these podcasts and you can use that to drive more leads and readers and email signups. Yeah. So let me give you a use case and you can respond with your experience and your perception of how you'd go about making the most of it. Say someone has a fiction book or say a series of books, say three or four books in a series. They want to put those on a podcast for what reason? How is that going to help them sell books? Well, I'll tell you about uh, Cinderella Dreams of Fire. So Casey Lane has put her book up on our network in without any promotion, okay? Without any promotion, not even promoting on social media, the author didn't even tell anyone about it. Her book has been viewed 1,300 times in the last month, or the chapters of her book have been downloaded and listened to 1,300 times in the last month. So there's a way to get instant traffic and people listening to your content just by uploading a podcast. It's just a great way of having your content in another medium. So for that, for, so what Casey Lane does is with Book to Pod, we allow you to put in a custom call to action. So at the end of every episode or chapter, right, you can write in, hey, if you'd like to get a free novella for, or you'd like to get something else that I have, visit, you know, CaseyLaneBooks.com and uh, you can subscribe there. So it's it's a lead gen for them as well. Hmm. So I could see an author potentially putting their first book on as a podcast. And then the call to action is always, there are two more books in this series, get them on Amazon at this link, that sort of thing. Does that sound reasonable? Absolutely. And that's what we're you know saying that people should do. I mean, it's the same way as you're putting, you may put your book up for free on Amazon for a certain amount of time and, and say, hey, you know, this book's free, but the next ones you can get them here. It's discovery of your content. Now, Really where this makes the most sense, and let's be honest, is the nonfiction space. Uh, if I've written a book on you know, social media for real estate agents, and now I've got a podcast called Social Media for Real Estate Agents that somebody discovered, and a real estate agent listens to it, and then I can promote my book in the podcast, I can promote my services in the podcast, and all of a sudden I'm getting leads sent to me because people are subscribing to this podcast. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Now, does book to plot allow for, say, a mid-roll call to action as well as the one at the end, or is it one or the other? The way we have it built right now is there's no mid-roll, so we can add one in the beginning, uh, and we can add one in the end, but right now we're not built to add one in the middle because, you know, if you're reading a chapter, you know, you don't want to break right in the middle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's something we could s certainly consider in the future. But, like, I'll give you an example. So, we went out and found some uh, royalty-free books. So, you know, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, right, uh, is is a book that is, you know, not under any copyright any long because it was written in, what, 1888 or whatever it was. Uh, we turned Mary Shelley's Frankenstein into a podcast, and it's 28 episodes long, and it's eight hours and 56 minutes of audio. And you can go listen to that on our website or on the Book to Pod channel on iTunes. You can listen to the book there. You wouldn't really want to stick a call to action in the middle of something like that, but I guess you could. 
Hey, we will get back to the episode right after this short break. I promise. Do you have questions about podcasting? I just might have some answers for you. You can go to podcastfasttrack.com slash question and leave your question or comment. Who knows? You might hear your melodious voice on the next episode. I always keep my promises. So here we go. So let me ask you this question. You have mentioned a couple of times the book to pod channel or the book to pod platform. Tell me what you mean by that. I, I, most of my listeners will understand iTunes or Apple podcasts. They'll understand Stitcher or Google Play. What is the book to pod platform that you're speaking about? It's basically the iTunes channel, right? So every show that we publish through our network, we'll publish on our iTunes uh, network channel as well. So if you search book to pod and iTunes, you'll see all of the shows that we have. And it's basically uh, more discovery options for you as well. What's really cool is we also give you your own custom landing page where you can promote that's got all of your episodes listed on it. And you can share that too. And it's just, it's a nice feature for people who want to get more content out there. And the people that have signed up so far are really enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a really neat idea. Can you think of any other use cases for this besides just a fiction book or a nonfiction book? I mean, say you have content marketers who are doing their podcast as part of their content marketing, but they haven't written a book yet or they haven't created that sort of a thing. What are some other options? Well, I'm working on something right now that is for those people, and I'm not ready to tell everybody about it. But let me just say this. Wouldn't it be great if you could take every blog post you ever had and turn it into an audio file with a click of a button? Hmm. Wouldn't it be great if you were a trade journal that had 30,000 medical documents written, posted on the internet that if you were to hire someone to narrate, it would cost you $3 million or you could transform them all into audio with a click of a button and have the audio back in 30 seconds. You know, so there are case studies. I mean, the basic concept is this. We're living in an audio world right now and everybody wants audio and reading is always going to be there. But at the end of the day, every, if any text content you create, should also be transformed into an audio version as well. Whether it's a podcast, whether it's just a player on your website or whatever, audio is how people are engaging with content marketers and businesses right now. Yeah, that totally makes sense to me, Jim. Man, you sure uh, gave away a lot without saying what it is. <laughs> makes sense that all of that content that content marketers are producing could be repurposed into audio. Now, let me ask you a more specific question about the, the way that this works. I know that the Amazon Poly interface, if you want to take the time to do this, enables you to put in little pieces of code before and after sentences that tells it to read this at a faster pace to express excitement or to read it at a higher pitch to express curiosity or concern. Uh, are you guys doing that in your book to pod uh, approach? Yeah. And before I tell you about that, there is an Amazon Poly WordPress plugin. So if you want to go out and install it on your blog today and see how it works, it will actually hook into Poly and transform your blog posts into uh, audio. The problem is configuring it with Poly is like a 17 step process and you got to have a, a rocket science uh, degree to figure out how to do it. <laughs> 
they're developers. They're not, uh, you know, they're not building for the, for an audience of non-tech people. So you can do that. So what we do, we've built our own system that integrates with Poly. And to, to your point, uh, our proprietary system is built so that you can go into an easy web interface. So for example, when you order a book to pod, you go into a web interface and you just enter your content. Now we'll put it in for you, but if you just want to enter it, like here's the chapter title, here's the call to action, here's my chapters, paste it in and hit publish, you know, we'll actually interface with Polly and do that. And what we can do is speed and slow things down. So some of the voices, you know, you'll choose your voice. You might like Nigel, the British accent better, or you might like Harry, the American male accent, or you might like Nikki better. It doesn't matter what choice you want. You may say to yourself, well, it sounds better a little slowed down. We've done all that work, right? We spent months and months and months uh, really sweet spot configuring the voices. Because again, Amazon Polly is not a consumer-faced development platform. It's a development platform that allows people like me and my partner to go in and tweak it. And so, yeah, we can do all that stuff. Wow, that is really cool. It's very interesting to think of the improvements that are going to happen in this over time. One other question regarding the capabilities here. I'm thinking, especially for like a fiction book, if a person, say they have a fantasy book and they have names that they've created that aren't typical names, is there a way to put in phonetics and things like that for the for the robot to read it correctly? Or is the robot just going to make its best stab? Right. So that's part of our proprietary system. So we've been in the background while we've been working with clients, figuring out how to pronounce things. What's interesting, I'll give you an example, a word like niche, okay? An American may pronounce it as niche, but a, a British will pronounce it as niche, all right? So Polly is smart enough to know that the British will pronounce it that way and will automatically do that. So those types of things are already built into Polly, but then you get to points where like my name, for example, Kukral, K-U-K-R-A-L. Well, if you just put that into Polly, the way it is, it comes out a little bit. It doesn't come out the way I pronounce it. What we do is we go in and we look for specific words that maybe aren't pronounced the right way and we fix them and we phonetically put them in. Another example would be this, like when you write in a call to action and you say, you know, www.booktopod.com, it reads it like that. So you don't have to change the, the wording it's smart enough to read it the correct way is what I'm saying. But in the background, we've been working on all these different, this whole uh, lexicon of the way Polly pronounces things, and we're automatically correcting those things as we go. Wow, that is really cool. I'm glad that somebody is doing this kind of stuff because I, I would uh, drive myself crazy trying to fix it all. And I'm not doing it. My develop, I'm the marketing end of this. My expert developer is on the other end doing all the tricky stuff. Yeah, well, that's the smart way to do it. So. Jim, what have I not asked you about book to pod that I should have? You know, I guess the question that people want to know is, I mean, what does it really sound like? So I could play you a sample. Yeah, let's do it. But would you prefer a fiction or a nonfiction book? Can we do one of each? Okay. Let me play an example of Cinderella Dreams of Fire. You're listening to the Book to Pod Network, where authors turn their books into powerful and attention-getting podcasts. The content will begin in a moment. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review. The author thanks you for listening. Now on with the show. Cinderella Dreams of Fire 
by Casey Lane. Chapter 7 Prince Braden woke up so sore he could barely sit up. As he stretched his arms skyward, he heard a pop in each of his vertebrae. Then he brought a hand up to his throbbing face. It was swollen and raw. So there's an example. Now, there was a good example there where she pronounced vertebrae kind of weird. Yeah. So that's a good example of the limitations of the technology that we're working with. You can't fix every little tiny thing in there. However, what's the alternative here? The alternative is you get podcasting equipment and audio. You know, if you're a podcaster already, you probably have this stuff and you know how all this stuff works. But if you're not a podcaster, you have no idea how to do it. I mean, anyone in this audience who podcasts, you know how difficult and expensive it was to set up your podcast and the learning curve at getting it all set up. So now you're just an author who wrote a book on Cinderella and you're going to try and figure all this stuff out. Then on top of that, you got to sit down and record five hours and 13 minutes of your voice. That's a tall order for most people. Yeah. And five hours, 13 minutes would be on the low end because we would be a lot pickier than that and have to re-record things over and over. So I think you're being a little optimistic there. Well, yeah, I am. And, you know, I'm, I've been recording audios and videos for 20 years on the internet, you know, and I'm good at it. I've been doing it a long time. If, if you're just a writer, an author who writes books, you, most likely you're not good at it. It's going to take you a lot of time to do. So that's the fiction example. Let me play you an example of um, a nonfiction book. Let me play you the Buyer Legends example here. Here we go. <laughs> You're listening to the Book to Pot Network, where authors turn their books into powerful and attention-getting podcasts. The content will begin in a moment. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review. The author thanks you for listening. Now on with the show. By Legends The Executive Storyteller's Guide how to use stories to reveal the opportunities and gaps in your customers' experience within your current marketing and sales process. By New York Times best-selling authors Brian and Jeffrey Eisenberg with Anthony Garcia. What are Biolegends? Biolegends is a simple scenario narrative process that helps identify... So, as you can see, what we do is we build in the sounders and, and all that stuff automatically. So when somebody orders, they say, well, here's the sounder I want. Here's the voice I want. Here's the custom call to action I want at the end of every chapter. And then here's the content. And then they just hit go. And our system creates that for them automatically. And then we create the podcast art. We upload it to iTunes and all the places for them. We give them their custom landing page. We, it's, 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 it's a done-for-you service, really. Well, wow, that's pretty cool. So let's get to the bottom line. What's the pricing like on this? Right now, we, you know, we're new. We just priced. Uh, we start at $6.97. You can get the do-it-yourself version, which is basically we'll create all the audio files for you. Uh, and then you can go get your own podcast host and upload them to your own channels and do all that stuff if you want it. So we'll do all that. But if you want us to make the art and build the landing page and do all the other stuff that we do, uh, publish it for you and all that, 
and one year of podcast hosting, we charge nine ninety seven. So when you really think about it, if you were going to pay a, a narrator to do it for you, you're going to spend three or four times that. Or if you're going to do it yourself, it's going to take you forever. So this is our initial pricing on this. And again, it's not a tiny amount, but for the payback that you get from having your book turned into this other piece of content, we think it's worth it. Yeah. And I can see scenarios where, say, a business coach has a book that they've written and they put it into this audio format. And let's just use that highest price level of the $900. For many of those business coaches, one paying client would recoup the cost of that. That's exactly right. And that's our audience, um, you know, fiction authors like us, but we're really not in that space. Our space is a guy who I talked to yesterday who wrote a book on financial consulting and he has the audiobook up there and he's busy running his financial consulting business and he's got a 50,000 word book and he wants to get in the podcasting business, but there's not a chance in heck he's going to sit down or have the time to record a podcast and figure it all out. He's like, here's the book, hit order, just take care of it for me. That's our audience. Yeah. Yeah. And there's plenty of those people out there. Absolutely. There's so many people. They, they understand the power of getting their content distributed into multiple places. People like that. That's really who is this is really best for. People who have don't have the time or the inclination to want to figure out how to do all this stuff. Yeah, makes total sense. So, Jim, where can people go to find out about Book to Pod? Uh, it's pretty cool. Go to book two, the number two pod.com. You can actually give it a test drive. If you go to uh, the site and just click on the test drive link at the top, you can go in and actually put in up to 1,300 characters of your book or whatever you want to put in, actually. Pick a voice and we'll generate that file for you. And by the time you're done hitting submit, you should get an email back with your audio file giving you your sample of what it's actually going to sound like. So it's a pretty cool thing. Well, that is pretty cool. Well, Jim, thanks for reaching out to me and thanks for the time you took today to talk to me about book to pod I hope that many of my listeners put on their thinking caps and figure out how this could be a beneficial thing for the projects and the content that they're putting out. Well, I'm glad to be here and I appreciate it very much. And if anyone has any questions, feel free to contact me and I'm glad to be on your show and I would love to do it anytime. All right. Thanks, Jim. So, what do you think? What do you think about that? Robot voices on a podcast. I'm curious, would you listen to it? I actually have gone in and listened to some of the book to pod things that are available on iTunes. And you know, Jim is right. After a while, you, yeah, you still notice it's a robot voice, but you stop being bothered by it. It's kind of interesting. It's like if the story is good enough or if the content is good enough. It draws you in. It's kind of like your Alexa voice or the voice on your Google Maps. You just kind of get used to what it is and it doesn't bother you anymore. I think this is a pretty cool idea. And I might be looking into this for some of my books. As I mentioned on the show, I have some fiction books and I have some nonfiction books. I, I have so much on my plate right now. I'll probably get to it in 10 years, but it's one of those things I think is a great idea and done right and marketed well could be a great boom for people who need it. So I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. Wherever you see this posted, whether it's social media or on the actual website, leave me a comment. Let me know what do you think about this idea of robot podcasts. Well, that's it for today. You know what time it is. It's time for you to go out and make it a podcastificating day. Ah.
This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Thank you.